Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Okay, speaking of the other team, it turns out getting Von Miller is a big difference, at least for this game. Um, he created pressure, chased Mahomes down on third down to force a field goal, sacked Mahomes on a third down to force a punt, flushed Mahomes out of the pocket, um, forcing that interception. He just had a game. So what do we want to say about him? Dude, those were the final three drives. Yes, <laughs> um, yes those are the final three drives. Not great um, for us. He abused Andrew Wiley today. I mean, it, it was it was pretty ugly for a big, long stretch of that game. Um, that was the missing piece. I mean, it, we'll see. Like, they still got to stay healthy and do all that. But as of right now, for a team that went all in, and their all-in move was to give Von Miller $140 million guaranteed, yeah, it turns out having Von Miller makes a difference. Who could have seen it coming? But it, it, he was great. He was great. He got to the Chiefs all day. It was really frustrating. They didn't have a clear answer for him. And on that final play, he beat a double team. Like I saw, like, you know, Chiefs Twitter or whatever can always be like, oh, not going to make an adjustment. Huskbacks. I'm like, he was double teamed. They did make an adjustment. There were two guys on him. He beat them both and then still got to Mahomes to force the interception. So you can't say much more than he was great today. He's been great all season. He's been maybe the single biggest catalyst for their defense and for defense that was already top two in the NFL last year, they added what appears to be, at least at the moment, a premier pass rusher. He wore out at the end of last year for the Rams. So that will be interesting to follow. They still won the Super Bowl, didn't stop him because they have Aaron Donald. But he was great today, and yeah, it made a difference. Yeah, and that D-line, man, it's going back to what I was talking about earlier with what the Bills have been building towards. Like They realized maybe before any other team in the NFL, or at least any other team that matters, at least in the AFC, that if you're going to beat Mahomes, you have to be able to get pressure without blitzing. Got to be able to rush for and then let everybody else sit back in coverage and make Mahomes you know, find the one open guy in the one split second that you'll give him. And the Bills have... Like they've invested in the draft. And I'll be honest with you, when they signed Von Miller, I said, okay, like I, we saw last year in LA, he still had something left in the tank. But I wondered, that's a, that's a big contract a for a guy who's going into his age 33 season. And then you look at what he did today, and it makes you realize well, is, this is the Buffalo Bills we're talking about. If, if giving Von Miller that deal, what was it, like 130 million, 140 million? Yeah. Right around there. If giving him that deal means you win a Super Bowl this year and then he sucks for the rest of that contract, nobody will care because you're the Buffalo Bills and you're chasing a Super Bowl. Like he's a one man wrecking crew, yes, but what makes him a one man wrecking crew is that there are other really, really good players on that defensive front. 
for, for the Bills. And that to me is, we've known this for two years now. Like that is how you're going to slow the Chiefs down. And they are better suited to do it than probably anybody else in the NFL. And it just sucks that they happen to be your biggest rival in the AFC. I think maybe an underrated thought that I didn't have originally, Kayla, is could you think of a defender in the NFL who knows Andy Reid and his offense better than Von Miller? He's in the division with him for damn near a decade. Probably not. I mean, like if there's someone who can provide some insight on what they're going to do, sure feels like Von Miller had a pretty good key on what they were going to do, how they were going to block, what they were going to set up, where to be. I mean, it's just... Like, I mean, Kaylee played in the division for all of those years. He's got to have a pretty good sense of what they do offensively. Yeah. He's just a, I mean, that's the other thing, man. Like, yes, he does. I think that knowledge of having played the Chiefs his entire career helps. It also helps that the dude's just like, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just so damn good where it's like, okay, even if he, if he's not in his prime anymore, this guy and just how the, the football smarts that he possesses, it's like, okay, well, maybe I should have rethought my my opinion on what it meant to sign him because they were already one of the best defenses in the NFL. And now they have him who is, I mean, Bob Miller's what, still probably a top 10 pass rusher in the NFL? Yeah. The Chiefs, you know, that's what's funny is like, despite all that, we can talk about Von Miller. She's moved the ball okay today. Mm-hmm. Like they had some hangups in some other areas, but it's not like that they were just stifled with nowhere to go against the league's number one defense and they were held to 120 yards of offense. Like, no, 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 no. That wasn't it. Von Miller didn't always get there. Sometimes he did get there. They tried blitzing early, which was very weird. Like the Bills out of the gate tried to blitz early and, and it didn't work because it doesn't against Mahomes. But even they were like, well, we probably got to do something. I think it just eventually came down to the fact that your tackles weren't going to hold up in that game in that moment. And Von Miller decided to do what a lot of what you said, Nick, first ballot Hall of Famers do. Von Miller was good. He was good the whole game. He caused problems. But in the final three drives, he was great. That's when he put them to rest. Mm -hmm. He gets the sack to force the punt. He gets the stop and pressure to force the field goal. He gets the pressure to force the interception. It wasn't like the whole game. This wasn't uh, you know, Aaron Donald in a game where you're like, Jesus, man, we just played 60 minutes and that guy ruined us for 60 minutes. He was really good the whole game, but in the final three drives when they absolutely had to have him, Von Miller was that guy for Buffalo. I assume they'll be a little more careful chipping, trying to keep some pressure on there, but you're not going to see many pass rushers as good as Von Miller, even at his age in this, you know, the rest of the way forward. Speaking of his age, 33. Why did I feel like he was older than that? It feels like he's been around in the league a because long time. Because you've been time. watching him play the Chiefs yeah. twice a year for the last decade. Also, true. There was a guy <laughs> on our show. True. There was a guy on our show this week in Kansas City who will, I assume, make fun of again tomorrow, who said, Von Miller, bro, he's pretty much 40. And we're like, mm, I don't feel like that's <laughs> Like, we all mocked it at the time. We're like, he's 33. He's not exactly 40. And then he was dominant. And you're like, well, it doesn't really matter how old he is. He's apparently still great. So um, that's, yeah, he, he was a great signing by them. I don't know, like, at the end of the contract, who knows, right? I mean, they gave him a bunch of money, and they got a, they've got some outs and stuff. So it's not like they're forced to pay him. But they knew, the Bills knew, that they signed a guy like Von Miller because he didn't have a Super Bowl. They didn't even have a Super Bowl appearance. They knew they needed something like that in order to cash in, and the early dividends are good. Okay, we're going to try something new. When we 
have to talk about a loss, which hopefully isn't very many this season. Ideally um, the last one. So ideally last, that would be great. Yes. One Two losses the... on the year. Woo. <laughs> um, and that is, we're going to each go around and give our silver lining of the game, which there are a handful, let's be honest. Um, and I'm going to go first because it's something I've been waiting for. Okay. And that is Juju Smith-Schuster finally getting in the end zone. He had five go. receptions on five targets for 113 yards and a TD. Well done, Juju. That's what we've been waiting for from him, right? Yes. Just to look like a number one. He looked like a number one. Yes. Finally I saw him shine. Yeah, I mean, he he had every every bit of that. I mean, that was his best game by a mile, I guess. I, I mean, yeah. I, obviously, he's had 70 or 80 yards, but he was their number one wide receiver outside of Travis Kelsey. He was the, you know what it was? He was the like the yin to yang, right? Kelsey was still him. He had all of those moments, right? He still had that kind of game. But it with Juju, at least you finally got to see the opposite end of it. I think there are several silver linings in this game. And I, I was tempted to go Butker because having him back, getting that kick before halftime certainly felt big. But I think for the second straight week, it is more than deserving to talk about Nick Bolden. I have many times on the show said that he is a top five inside linebacker in the NFL. I think you can adjust that to say linebacker. He's great. I hated that pick. I hated it. I was so mad at the Chiefs for taking another damn inside linebacker with a second round pick right after they had just taken one. I'm like, what are you doing? And they barely even played that one. So it was like the rookie year, Willie Gay, they played him at like 25% of the snaps. Like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take another inside linebacker right after we took a center. And I'm like, okay, cool. Great, great, great decision, guys. That's going to go great. And I was wrong. He's great. He is one of the best linebackers in the NFL. He's everywhere. He gave them a chance to win the game Mm -hmm. because of fourth down stops. He again, he stopped Josh Allen on what should have been the end of that half when they got him down at third and 13, he was waiting for him to run it on second and 13 stopped into the goal line. There was highlight play after highlight play. He was everywhere for them on defense. He's the single biggest catalyst on this defense outside of, or equal to Chris Joe. So I know they lost, but a silver lining for me is absolutely the continued play of Nick Bolton. Cody. That is what we like to call Mizzou made. <laughs> you know, but it's it's weird because it's weird to hear you say that like one of the top linebackers because I'm thinking to myself I go what you know for inside linebackers to really get the love of the guys who are racking up sacks is you've either got to get a you know a bunch of interceptions a bunch of forced fumbles or just you know have 190 tackles or something ridiculous that's his route to doing it is by yeah. just being by just being uh like Patrick Willis, just the, he is one of the surest tacklers in the NFL. He is the only guy on this team where it's like, if you see him one-on-one, he's bringing that dude down. Doesn't matter if it's the quarterback. Doesn't matter if it's a running back in the flats. Like for all we like the negatives about Nick Bolton, he's a little bit undersized. He may not be that fast. That guy is one of the surest tacklers in the NFL. And there is nothing more frustrating than watching a team miss a bunch of tackles. He's the one guy you don't have to worry about that with. And a lot of times he just comes out of nowhere, like in that fourth down stop today, just out of nowhere. It's awesome. All right. uh, Do you guys want my silver lining? Yes, please. please. Okay. Graces. Okay. I will. I will. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go with the return 
of Harrison Butker. Yay! We we debated this last week, but it didn't end up mattering. We were talking about Harrison Butker, Trent McDuffie, which one you know matters more. Well, Trent McDuffie didn't play, but Harrison Butker did and promptly kicked the longest field goal <laughs> in Chiefs history, uh, breaking a record that was set six days ago. <laughs> so, uh, you know, way to show him who's boss, Harrison. Way to show him like, hey, I know, and Matthew, you had your nice... I, I like to think that that was all coordinated. That Andy Reid and, and Dave Tobe, they sat down with Bucker. They say, hey, man, we know you're like one of the best kickers in the history of this team, so we're going we're gonna to make sure you get a chance at a 60-yarder this week. 64. He would have nailed that thing from 70. Yeah. 70 Into yards. the wind. And then... Yep. The, the funniest part is he comes back in the next quarter and misses a 50 yarder, which like it, what's funny is like, we're like, really? You missed that one. It's like those ones are still hard. <laughs> you know, like I'm blaming that guys, second one on the wind. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I heard it was wind. Is it pretty windy today? In that's uh, yeah, it was. And at least at the game, they were saying it was quite a bit, but okay. that didn't stop him from making a 62 yarder. True, yeah, and, true. But then he comes down and makes a 44 yarder. So all in all, two for three franchise record. Um, you know, going back to the conversation we had last week, it's just so much more comforting to know that you can play your normal huh. offense. You can play your normal game. You don't have to think about the strategy any differently. Just knowing that you've got you know, one of the most accurate kickers in NFL history back out there. We'd be talking about two, five, and one teams if the Chiefs still had Harrison Butker the whole time. They never lose that Colts game because of kicks if Butker's on their team. They still play ugly, but they win it. So it's just, that was that was a very stark reminder. It's also just like different when he kicks. That sounds stupid, but you're like, oh yeah, you're better. Um, it just looks like you kick it harder and straighter and <laughs> all of those things. Like even his misses are way closer. You're like, yeah, you're, you're yeah, there's a difference. I guess it turns out there's a difference between really good kickers and everyone else. I'll be honest, last week when we were talking about Wright's record kick, um, I thought Harrison already had one longer than that. What was the game... I can't remember if it was last season or, season or the season before where he, I thought it was 60 plus yards. Apparently it was not um, where he kicked it. They iced him out and he made it and then he kicks it again, makes it again. Or he did it like two or three times yeah. in a row where he made the, the same insane kick. Okay. Yeah. I thought that one was at least 60 plus yards. But. It was three times because yeah. he made it, but there was a penalty. Yes. He made it, but they iced him. And yes. then he made it again, just as a like extra fuck you at the right at the tail end. So it's just like, mm -hmm. wow, how nice. But yeah, no, he, <laughs> I mean, if you don't miss that kick, maybe Mahomes isn't as aggressive or something like you could make some like straw man argument that his one missed field goal is the reason why they lost this game. And you're like, no, they had the ball down for Mahomes throws the pick, whether they're going for a field goal or not, the same throw doesn't change the game. I don't, you know, I'm not putting that one kick on what changed the game here. Cody, do you want to change your answer as to who is more important? McDuffie no. or Bucker? What Dicks went for like 10 for 148, and Gabe Davis had like a 50 yard touchdown. No, I think I still would have liked it. I would still say what I said last time, which is that <laughs> we know Harrison Bucker is good. He proved that yet again today. We don't know if Trent McDuffie would have helped this team. That's fair. I don't think he would have heard it, though, man. Well, Those he would have guys... been he would have been one on one with Diggs and Davis, and I'm guessing he would have given up a touchdown or a big play. He's a rookie. And those guys are studs. <laughs> and coming off, coming back from an injury, are you going to be a little out of shape? Probably. Yeah. I mean, 
most likely. Now I'm worried what's going to happen is Andy's going to sit him another week and then wait for the bye week. Because if he was already worried about playing him in this one, he can full-blown wait. If he waits one more week, he's going to get two more full weeks to get McDuffie back healthy. And that's exactly the kind of thing Andy's done in the past. Nothing more than just be like, hmm, I can buy two weeks for one here, and I already sat him out for the last one, so maybe I'll just, you know, wait an extra week. In which case, then we got to hope Benton comes back. I don't know. Joshua Williams wasn't any worse than him, so it's about the same. Honestly, but- the, the the touchdown he gave up to Diggs, and, and you could blame Spags for not for, for putting him on an island with one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. But that touchdown, like, it, it wasn't horrible coverage. The Diggs one was an absolute dart. Like, that was a perfect throw. Yeah, and it's Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't I wouldn't love anybody not named Legereus Sneed being one-on-one with him. Like, that to me, you want to talk about one thing, it's not that these cornerbacks are no good. It's that you can't expect to put them on an island with these, you know, Pro Bowl, all-pro wide receivers. 